1: A 20-yard attempt. Josh Harris, the snapper. He'll call to the place. He'll hold it. Byron waits for the snap to the place. There it is. The kick is up. The kick is good! Auburn
0: wins! 22-19!
1: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Auburn Dave Podcast. Uh, This was kind of a just thrown together. We had a podcast a couple days ago. If you haven't listened to that, be sure to give it a quick listen. That's a mostly basketball, but also some football content. But today, this podcast is all about Brian Harson and all the information that has been coming out, all the rumors flying around. There's been a ton, a ton of stuff in the past 24 hours has been flying around about Brian Harson. Rumors, conspiracies, all that. Some are very true. Some are not. So I think that just to kind of give y'all an overview of everything that has happened, um, I'm just going to read y'all some, just a little bit of content about what's going on. So for those that don't, for those that are not as well-versed in the situation, a story came out that Brian Harson was having an affair with one of his staff assistants who was brought over from Boise. Uh, her, her official role is assistant to the head coach. I believe that's the official term for it. That was a, that was kind of a rumor that was floating around. There were also some other things that he was having, you know, kind of staff meetings with only select members of the staff. And it was just a lot of rumors going around and it really picked up steam really last night. And uh, those rumors were kind of, you know, everyone's kind of trying to figure out what to, what to take of it. But I'm just going to read y'all some, some quotes that have been coming out over the past you know, twelve hours really. So Brian Harson's wife posted on her Instagram story: "Rumors are carried by haters, spread by fools, and accepted by idiots." And she tagged both of her daughters in that Instagram post. Um, then later, I believe Brian—it was either, either you might have to clarify this. It was either Brian Harson's sister-in-law or it, so it was Brian Harson's sister-in-law posted on her Instagram story, if you all knew what really went on behind closed doors in football, maybe a lot of you would appreciate and respect those who actually help run a program with honesty and integrity. I got lots of dirt, but it ain't on my family. Run your mouth and I will run the play. Hashtag game on. And then last night, Philip Marshall posted something. For those who don't know, Philip Marshall is a beat writer for 24-7 sports. And he posted that some other rumors that were going around were rumors of verbal abuse going on around the program by Brian Harson two players. Uh, so that was kind of something that was in the back of our minds. And then today, Lee Hunter posted on his Instagram feed, and for those who don't know, Lee Hunter is a former four-star defensive liner crew that hit the transfer portal after this season and has since committed to UCF to have a reunion with Gus Malzahn. But, so he posted – And uh, this is his exact, I mean, this is word for word, his exact uh, post. So if it's a little hard to understand, I mean, that's, it was just the post. So it says, Auburn is a special place and always will be. I'm still and true. Auburn made men. War Eagle forever. I always loved Auburn since a kid. To my old teammates, I love and learned a lot from you guys. Be great no matter what the reason. I chose to leave Auburn because we got treated like we wasn't good enough and like dogs. I love you, Auburn Nation, War Eagle forever. Coach Harson has the true mindset for a winner, but has a terrible mindset as a person. Uh, And then Smoke Monday, who is a former, obviously former Auburn safety, done with Auburn for now. He posted, he reposted that to his story and said, love Auburn to death, but this is real and true. And I was at Auburn for four years, and it never felt like how it felt this past season. Auburn will forever forever be my second home but in order for guys to succeed this has to change. Harson is a hell of a coach that wants to win but as of a person he truly don't understand kids that come from nothing. Kids that come from the hood, like he truly don't understand that but as kids we try our best to outgrow where we came from but we need people that didn't grow up the way we grew up to help us along the way and that was something Harson didn't do. The so Lee Hunter said that Ian Matthews, who is a former Auburn player committed to Missouri, he entered the transfer portal about a week and a half ago, committed to Missouri this week. He reposted it and said, I mean, he, he said that essentially he agreed with everything that Smoke Monday was saying. And then a couple minutes ago, Chandler Wooten, who is obviously an Aub- was a former Auburn linebacker who was one of the team captains this past season, tweeted out, we didn't need a best friend, we needed a coach. That's what we had. That uh, was interesting, I thought. And then Derek Call, obviously one of Auburn's biggest impact players on defense who is coming back for his senior season, tweeted out, Auburn family don't believe the things you see at Coach Harson works harder than no other man to put this program in the best position to be successful. Point blank, period. We are behind him 100% no matter what's being said. Great man of character who loves this team. Stop the BS. And then Auburn defensive coordinator Jeff Schmetting tweeted out, He had kind of two tweets today. He tweeted out earlier, and I believe this was since deleted. He tweeted out, values, important to have them, more important to live them. Hashtag truth, hashtag WDE. He also tweeted out, at Coach Harson and this staff are building men of character. Block the noise and work. Hard work. War Eagle. Which is obviously a nod to the Auburn Creed. And then I've kind of reached out to a couple players to see, you know, kind of where they're at with the whole situation. And we have a couple, a couple responses, and for privacy reasons, I'm not going to say what, who these players are. But one player said, a, after I asked him, he said, dude, it's all BS uh, like the affair stuff should, couldn't be further from the truth. We let some Bama Burner account determine the status of our program, and it's insane. This will be addressed, and it will be addressed by the leadership on this football team. He later said, in response to the Lee Hunter kind of, post, story, whatever. He said, I think you you just try to read it, it tells you all you need to know. Lee is a complete joke. Another player responded and said that Lee Hunter was one of the laziest people he has ever encountered and that he was not one of the players that bought in to the system and bought into what Harson was trying to do and that the players that were, in, essentially that the players that were transferring out our player, and this was from someone who is very, very close to a player, and I know that for a fact. He said that a lot of the old players didn't like Carson because he is strict and a lot different from Gus. The new kids and transfers like Carson and don't have an issue. Most guys that are leaving, with the exception of Bo, weren't starting and just upset about lack of playing time. So that was kind of – those were kind of the players. And then uh, ESPN wrote an article. Chris Lowe and Pete Thamel wrote an article. They had a conversation with Brian Harson last night. They were talking, and there were a lot of a lot of different quotes from that article, but just kind of the overview. Brian Harson said, I'm the Auburn coach, and that's how I'm operating every day. I want this thing to work, and I've told our players and told everybody else that there's no plan B. I'm not planning on going anywhere. This was and is the job. That's why I left the one I was in, to come here and make this place a championship program and leave it better than I found it. He also said that... Uh, he said any attack on my character is BS. None of that is who I am. There are also mentions of sources throughout this article that were saying that it seems like uh, if you haven't, if you haven't heard this, just look up uh, Brian Harson Auburn, and it'll be the top one. It's an ESPN article it's a great read, but another one, it was kind of talking about how there's a source close to Auburn that said that it seems like a lot of the boosters and board of trustees were kind of Trying to gather a case against firing Harson from the beginning because they didn't like that he was hired in the first place. So that that's kind of a just a quick overview of just all that's happened. We there, obviously, if you have anything you can add, feel free to do so. But this was kind of a th- that that was kind of the facts. That is what is in you know in stone what people have said, what what people have publicly and privately said. That is kind of the facts of the matter. And uh, there are a lot of different places that you can go with it. And there are a lot of different places where people are right now. But but Wheeler, I would just like just kind of just share your your kind of opinion on the situation and just kind of just tell the listeners just kind of where you're at with everything.
0: Yeah, there was one more tweet that I wanted to reference here. So just some random Auburn Twitter account had tweeted, if you're a player that runs from tough guy Harson to best friend Gus and you don't you don't get to tell your side of the story. And Cam Stutz, who I think is the reason I think this is an interesting tweet, he tweeted back, period, you know, saying, I agree with you. Um, and the thing that I think is so interesting about that is that is a player who was brought in by Gus, loved Gus when I mean, when he got fired, he was very upset. Like it was on very social media. About it. Yeah, yeah, he was very upset that Gus had gotten fired and didn't get to play this year. So it's a guy that, like Gus, got upset, didn't get to play. Everything's going bad for the guy. So he has no, like, he's not a team captain. He's not getting get a ton of playing time that if this happens to work out, they don't want to be on the wrong side of this. He's probably not going to play either way. And he's agreeing, saying, basically, this is, this is not true. So I thought that that was a very interesting tweet. Um It really seems like from our perspective, and again, this could just be our perspective and it'd be wrong, but I really think from reports we've heard from multiple people and knowing Auburn's history, that the boosters or whoever pulled the strings at Auburn were very upset that Brian Harsin was hired. They were even more upset when 20 plus players left and several coordinators left. It was being reported in that ESPN article that uh, General Burgess, who is, for those that don't know, Alan Green uh, was the athletic director, and the president sent this general to go and oversee the athletic department, and a lot of people believe that General Burgess does a lot of the heavy lifting in the athletic department and that Alan Green is more of a figurehead. Anyway, that's hearsay. General Burgess conducted exit interviews with several of these players and several of these coaches, and it is believed that that is when they decided to try and fire for calls. The ESPN article said that they had a lengthy interview, and I mean, there were lots of good quotes in there, but there were not lengthy interview quotes, which gives me the impression that there was a lot of candid, off-the-record, not-written-in-the-story questions about the affair the or whether it was true or not which it's it's really sounding like the affair was not true it seems as as the days kind of evolved that it's that was just kind of a burner twitter rumor to go along and that the verbal abuse and the people leaving are really what the university is taking issue with um yeah it it really sounds like there are two camps there's the players that bought in and understand what the role of a coach is and want to work hard and are fine being held to a high standard. And there are players that left the program that did not like the high expectation and they liked the way that Gus did it. And that's why a lot of them ended up at UCF. You know, because the number of players that left Auburn and went to other good schools, that's just a normal transfer. The people that were leaving Auburn to go to UCF didn't like the culture that Harson was setting. I also, I don't know, based off of Lee Hunter's grammatical errors in his note, if he fully understood what saying he was treated like a dog would entail for people that are outside of the program. Uh, Because when you see I was treated like a dog, that, that has strong implications of abuse. You know, I mean that's a very strong term to use for just having a high standard. And, you know, as Smoke said, not understanding people that didn't grow up with much and come from a different background than you. So I I think that that might've been a strong word that he used because he also said that he had a winner's mentality. It, It doesn't even sound like he was just this angry, abusive coach that just wanted to hurt people, you know, like, I don't think he chose his words very carefully. Or he chose those words so that he would blow up because he knew that if he tweeted something very – I mean, that's the way that Twitter works. If you tweet something just crazy and salacious, then people eat it up and it's being mentioned on every podcast, every radio show, every news article. And he's getting his name out there, you know, and people are talking about his tweet. All of the team captains have come out just about and said – Look, Brian Harson is not this guy. This is just ridiculousness. And I tend to believe those people way more. Why would we what in what company would you ever listen to disgruntled former employees over the people that are in leadership but still underneath this person? You know? And I think another guy that's really important to this situation is Chandler Wooten. He's a guy, he was a team captain last year, so he's obviously respected by his teammates. And he doesn't play for Auburn anymore. So he, again, like I said with Cam Stutz, he has nothing to gain or lose from the Brian Harson situation. And he said, we didn't need a best friend, we needed a coach, dot, dot, dot. That's what we had. He also said, misery loves company, and has liked several of the players that have come out, especially the Derek Call tweet. Uh, you know, referencing that Coach Harson works harder than anybody and that the team is behind him 100%. So all of the leaders, all of the guys that are pretty universally respected have one opinion, and then you have this slimy backdoor meeting, you know, dark side of Auburn on the other side going with these disgruntled players. And it's honestly, it's really sad because – It's taking people that say that they love Auburn and they are absolutely dragging Auburn through the mud right now because of their own selfish want for power. And it's pitiful. And I'm really glad that we honestly have a coach right now. That's like Brian Harsin, who doesn't seem like he's going to back down now. Will Brian Harsin be the coach? I don't know. I don't think he's getting fired for calls. And I think they're going to have a real tough time getting Tigers unlimited donations from the common people if we start firing all these coaches just because you don't like them? Because you had one bad season. Because people that, you know, are not multimillionaires or billionaires, like, Tigers Unlimited is a, it's a big commitment financially for these people. And if you're just going to throw their money away for no reason, people are not going to keep donating to that. You're going to have a very difficult time with Tigers Unlimited donations and such. Especially when it seems like, it really doesn't matter what your product on the field is. If you don't appease the boosters, you're gone. Also, what coach is going to want to come coach for this? We're, like, who who wants to come and coach unless it's somebody like Kevin Steele who's in cahoots with all the boosters? But he was 0-12 as a head coach. You don't want that. Yeah, and it's, if you look at a guy like,
1: you know, one of the hottest names on the, on the coaching board would be Matt Rule. But it's like you look at it and it's like, OK, if Matt Matt Rule's going to have a lot of different options and you can either go somewhere where the boosters literally fired a guy after going six and seven because they didn't like that he was fired in the first place. And it's like Auburn's not an attractive destination because it's you look at the product on the field and you're like, yeah, there's potential and that and the name Auburn could make it an attractive destination. But when you have people that are actively trying to get you fired just because they didn't like that you were hired in the first place that's when it's like, okay, that's not, as, that's not as
0: attractive as it should be. Yeah, and Matt Rule is, everybody keeps mentioning it. He's making $8 million a year right now as the Carolina Panthers head coach, and everybody says, oh, he wants to get out before he gets fired. Why in the world would he want to do that? If you get fired, you get paid a ton of money. If you get hired away and you take another job, you don't get that money. So he's giving up the $8 million from this year plus whatever his buyout is at the Carolina Panthers. And no, his reputation's not going to be any more tarnished than it is. Like, if he has another terrible season in the NFL, college teams are not going to be like, oh, he wasn't successful in the NFL. We're not going to take a shot on him. No. Matt Rule is not coming to Auburn. Like, that just – Yeah. It it makes no sense for Matt Rule financially or honestly career-wise to come and coach for Auburn. So he's off the table. Everybody says – oh, let's go get Hugh Freeze. Hugh hasn't been hired by any SEC team. He's blacklisted. Hugh can't get hired in the SEC. Like, it's just not going to happen. Greg
1: Sankey will not allow it. And it, the reason that this whole Brian Harson thing was quote-unquote for cause was that he was rumored to be having an affair with a staff member, which that is not confirmed at all. And honestly, as of right now, it's looking like it was not true. Hugh Freeze is a much slimier per- like. The things Hugh Freeze has done are horrible. Like, he has done horrible things that go far beyond having an affair. And I'm not saying that having an affair is like, having an affair is not good. Having an affair with someone a lot younger than you, that is not a good thing. But I would 10 out of 10 times pick what Brian Harson was rumored to be doing over what Hugh Freeze
0: has been caught doing literally hiring prostitutes or strippers for minors. Like, that's what Hugh Freeze did. He's lucky he's not in jail. Like, honestly, he was lucky to not go to jail. Hugh Freeze is not getting hired. Okay, so then people are like, ooh, we can go get Urban Meyer. Literally, how are you going to fire a coach for potentially having an affair and for potentially being verbally abusive when Urban Meyer got fired for having an affair, and for, and being, for abusive. being yeah, Not even verbally. He literally kicked one of his players while the player was stretching and told him to make his kicks. No, you can't do that. That is a field. Brian Harson would be so excited. He would make millions off of that lawsuit if they go get Urban Meyer. Then everybody, let's go get Bill Clark. Guys, Bill Clark literally made up that he had an interview with Auburn They're not going to hire him like everybody loves what Bill Clark has done at UAB and he has done a great job at UAB. But after what he did during the last thing, the last hiring process, like Bill's not going to be the guy that they go to. The only name that I have heard that is even somewhat appealing would be Deion Sanders. But again, why would Deion want to come to Auburn after we fired a coach after one year? It's, not, it's just not a great gig for him. The best thing and that could happen that... to Auburn is honestly Brian Harson and the players going absolute scorched earth and just telling the truth on everybody and just blowing the whistle on this whole scheme to try and get him going. They literally, you can see, they waited. They waited until this offensive coordinator leaves for personal reasons and no one has signed on National Signing Day, and they say this is as low as Brian Harson is going to be Unless he goes six and six next year, for several years, this is our time to pounce. And they tried to pounce on him, and it doesn't look like it's going to work. It's, it's 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 shameful what they're doing, honestly. I agree,
1: and it's you look at the landscape of the SEC and look at this from a logistic. Like you can hate Brian Harson, you can. If you hate him, that is perfectly fine. If you want him gone, just think of it. You have Alabama, out Al- we. We know what Alabama is. we know what Georgia is. Elite coaches, elite programs, we know what they are. LSU. Yeah, LSU is struggling this year, but guess what? They hired a proven coach who has proven that he can run a program at an extremely high level, and he might never win a national championship, but he's not going to like he's not going to lose a ton of games. He is going to be a perennial SEC West contender because he's an elite coach. Jimbo Fisher, just brought in the best recruiting class in 24-7 sports history ever. He brought in the best recruiting class ever. Texas A&M is in a great spot for the future. So all of a sudden, and then Florida. Florida hired Billy Napier. Great coach. Has had success at Louisiana. He's doing great on the recruiting trail. Kentucky. Kentucky is in a good spot in the sense that this is probably the best, the most sustained success we're ever going to see from Kentucky football. Tennessee's on the way up. So, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, you got Tennessee on the way up, Ole Miss in a good spot, Mississippi State, decent spot, Texas A&M, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, great spots, Florida, great spot. All of a sudden, you're like, we can't fire someone. If you have three coaches in the span of really just over one calendar year, that's horrible. That's not going to help you with recruiting. It's not going to help you with anything, and you're not going to be able to just keep up with people by firing everybody. And that's when you look at it, even if you hate Brian Harston, you have to look at it logistically that if we fire him, we have a revolving door of coaches in an SEC that is looking as strong as it has ever been. And we cannot afford to just fall by the wayside. Because you saw what happened with Tennessee. Tennessee's program was just drawn. I mean, it was set back years. And Tennessee has been the laughingstock of the SEC for years. Auburn can't get like that. Because Auburn is not the kind of program that can bounce back like Tennessee can. Because Auburn is in a tougher spot than Tennessee is. Because, yeah, they both have history and all that. But Tennessee is in a spot where they don't have to compete directly with Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and LSU for recruiting. That's They're in our backyard. Like Tennessee is in a spot where they can recruit other areas that Alabama, is, Alabama and Georgia aren't hitting that hard. Auburn does its most recruiting out of Georgia. You have the University of Georgia, you have the University of Alabama, and you have Texas A&M that can get any recruit they want right now. So, like, we can't – it will be harder for Auburn to bounce back than it was for Tennessee. And that's why, unless there is a huge reason to fire Brian Harson, Auburn can't afford to, hire, to fire Brian Harson just because we need continuity in the head coaching position.
0: And the thing is, if, the, if he was actually abusing people, Like, actually, not being really tough on him, if, like, it was substantiated, he's abusive, which these players would not be coming out and defending him, I don't believe if he were. Or, if he actually brought someone from Boise who he was having an affair with to continue his affair at Auburn, then yes, he should have been fired. If those things were correct, he should have been fired. It does not appear that either of those things correct are correct. Therefore, he should not be fired. That's my opinion, at least. And I mean, the thing is, Auburn fans need to get on board with him. How about instead of everybody being say saying we're willing to spend seventeen million to get Brian Harson to leave? How about we spend seventeen million on NIL deals to make Auburn good at football? Because there's so like if they're willing to spend all this money, why are they willing to spend it to fire the coach? Spend it to get the players. Spend it to make the facility nicer. Like, I know the football only is being built, but spend it on Jordan-Hare Stadium. Do something productive with this money instead of just paying coaches to leave all the time. Also, it was alleged by Horson in that ESPN article that Auburn wouldn't give him a straight number on how much he could pay the offensive coordinator. Do you know how hard it is to go hire somebody from another job when you can't exactly tell them how much money they're going to make? Like, I'm not going to go take that job. Who's going to be like, oh, I can take a new job, but I don't know how much money? Yeah, sounds good to me. Like, the, it sounds like the administration has been not very supportive of Farson because they're butt hurt that they didn't get, you know, to make all these decisions, and it's just sad. It really is because... There is a strong possibility that all of this can seriously injure Auburn's chances of being good at football for years to come just because some people are just old, cranky, rich people. Yeah, and it's –
1: you know, this was another thing that we – this was something that we kind of touched on uh, in the last podcast in our football section of it. And I kind of brought the point that the players leaving weren't really – super impactful players. And here's here's just a quick list. And this is not ever, this is the majority of people that have hit the transfer portal since Brian Harson's been here. And you have Bo Nicks. Okay. I don't think Nix really needs an explanation. We've talked about Nix a lot. Sean Shivers. Was he productive? Kinda. He was the third string running back though. Javaris Johnson, 274 receiving yards. He entered the portal a couple of days ago and I kid you not, a lot of people acted like he was Jerry Rice, like legitimately. And I was like, this, he had one game where he had over 40 receiving yards. He had two games where he had over 30. That That's not – like, that's not good. It's just, it's just not. And, yeah, he had a great game against Mississippi State. I'm not knocking that. He had a great game against Mississippi State. But he was not that much of a loss. He really wasn't. He's not that hard to replace with the freshman that we have coming in. Kalen Newton, he had 31 receiving yards uh, – and that was, I believe, all against uh, either Akron or Alabama State. Elijah Cannon, 46 receiving yards. Didn't really do anything. Kobe Hudson, he got kicked off the team, and he told everyone that he got kicked off the team, which just isn't very smart to do no matter what you are. Tayshaun Manning, backup offensive lineman. Marquise Robinson had one tackle this season. Dre Butler had six tackles this season. Marquise went to Missouri. Dre went to Liberty. Daniel Foster Allen no tackles. Lee Hunter, no tackles. J.J. Pegues, 16 tackles. Third or fourth string defensive tackle. Ian Matthews, no tackles. Romello Hyde, 18 tackles was suspended for half the season. Caleb Johnson, four tackles. Dre Miller, no tackles. Amari Harvey, no tackles. Ladarius Tennyson. Yeah, that was, that was one that Ladarius Tennyson was really one of the only people on this list where you were like, dang, like, wish I'd been able to keep that guy. And then he said, but the thing, Ladarius Tennyson didn't even start. So I'm just saying that it's like the people that we've lost, and you look at, if you look at the two two arguments, the argument that the reason that these people were leaving was because they didn't like that they put in work and didn't get to play. It makes sense because none of the guys that transferred really played. And the guys that did were people that transferred before this kind of wave of people. Like they left before the bowl, and it was those were the people that you're going to lose to the transfer portal. They're the guys that, yeah, they play a little bit at Auburn, but he's going to transfer to Ole Miss and he's going to start. And that that's something it it makes sense. But a lot of these guys aren't going to start at their new destination either because if they're lazy, they're not like if you're lazy, you're not going to start at an elite level in college football. It's just that's just the case. That's just the case of the matter. And you just, I, I just don't understand why. It, it just it makes more sense to me that those people would be right, because if you look at the facts of the matter and what we know for sure is true, it backs up that side of the argument, that Brian Harson just worked his guys really hard and that the people that didn't play were mad and wanted to leave. It makes more sense than Brian Harson just being verbally abusive, and that's why they're all leaving.
0: Jay Goose just made a statement up. Uh-huh after the Board of Trustees meeting saying we're involved in trying to separate fact from fiction and we'll keep you posted to make the appropriate decisions at the right time. Uh, so I I don't know. I another, th- the players, another thing is though you go, you yeah, go, go ahead. Go. I mean the but players another- will know about the verbal abuse. I think that the thing that's in question right now And the top question, I don't think they're going to be able to nail him on the verbal abuse. And it doesn't seem like the affair happened. And without actual evidence, I don't see him saying that the affair happened. And I don't see her saying the affair happened. And I, I don't see them being able to get away with this. Yeah. And that's the big thing is like,
1: you can't like, there isn't a cause. There's not a cause that can be confirmed at this time. And where we are right now, you can't really fire him unless you're going to pay him a lot of money. And Brian Harson has a I'm the, the, another issue about firing him is that if it comes out that one of the reason one of the reasons that Brian Harson was fired, if he gets fired, it'll be about all this stuff. But if if it comes out that the affair wasn't true and that was one of the reasons he got fired, and they've been spread, all these rumors have been spread. He has a fantastic case. For defamation of character, and so like he can he can sue the university, and he's going to win because you can't just go around and fight. You can't fire someone for having an affair that they didn't have. Like you just you just can't do that. And you know, it's just I just don't even know. Like I, I don't understand how you could fire him at this point. And right now, you have. You've got guys, you've got Smoke Monday and Lee Hunter on Instagram Live as we speak. Uh, Lee Hunter said every single coach left Auburn for a reason. You know, we've already talked about kind of Lee Hunter. Smoke Monday said that uh, he said somewhere, uh, I believe he said that if he said that if someone could give him a reason as to why Derek Mason left, then he would be. Then he could he could switch sides and join the side of that Brian Harson's not just a horrible person. And he also said that Brian Harson has never spoken to his parents. And he said an exact quote: he probably doesn't know their names. As a coach, how can you explain that? So Smoke Monday, judging by that quote, is mad that Brian Harson doesn't know his parents. Okay. Another person is another quote that just came out from Justin Hokinson from T. D. Moultrie. TD Moultrie, for those that don't know, was a very highly talented recruit that came in, didn't really play a lot under Gus, found more of a role under Harson after he moved positions to his natural position that he played in high school, playing the edge. He said, it was it suspended. Yeah. He said, if it wasn't for Harson, I'd be gone. The other coaches didn't let me change. Harson allowed me to change. I'm happy he came. He made me he made me believe more in myself. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong in everything I've said on this podcast. But that doesn't really sound like what someone would say about someone that was verbally abusive to them. Like, you didn't win when not a single player came to his defense. Everyone was like, no, like, he's a horrible person. I hated him. Josh Lambeau was literally stretching, and Urban kicks him and tells him to make his kicks. And it's like, everyone was like, that was messed up. Like, you can't do that. And you're just like, that's not happening with Harson. All the people that left are guys that are kind of disgruntled. And people like Smoke Monday, you know, the, Smoke Monday was not a guy from from what we have heard. And th- these are these are not this is not like a confirmed thing. It's really, okay, so th- this is this is what I'm saying. You have to take my word for it. But Smoke Monday and Zacoby McCLain were two guys that didn't really buy in. And it's just like, they, they wanted to get their own. They wanted to do their thing. They wanted to get their numbers. They wanted to help their draft stock. They wanted to do their own thing. And it wasn't advantageous for the team because those guys wanted to do their own thing. So seeing, seeing Smoke Monday, and Smoke Monday is not, uh, I've had a lot of different thoughts about Smoke Monday, but he is not someone that I really am like, oh, if he said something, I really want to listen. Because Smoke Monday has not been, I don't I I've just had, I've just never been a huge fan of Smoke Monday. But also, you know, as literally as we're talking, as I'm having this conversation, more quotes from players are coming out. Kobe Hudson, who is a player that literally kicked off the Auburn football team, said if Harson learns how to relate to people, he'll be the next Nick Saban. Okay, so it seems like this is something we talked about in the last podcast, that Brian Harson just doesn't relate to people. He doesn't. He's all about the ball and he's not super relatable. He's not great in the public eye. But if he could learn to do that, it would be helpful for him and it could buy him time. It seems like the players a lot of these players are mad that, you know, you look at Smoke Monday, he's mad that Brian Harson wasn't quote unquote relatable and didn't know his parents' name and didn't run his program like Gus did. But like at the end of the day, do you think Nick Saban knows? That's not the abusive. Name? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I say, okay, you probably should know that if it's a player, you know, if it's one of your top players, like, yeah, maybe, but like, do you think Nick Saban knows the parents and names of every single one of his players? He recruited every single one of them, but he doesn't know their names. Could you, could you honestly say that you know that you like as, as a listener, could you name your, your, I mean, your closest friend, think of your closest friends. Think of your 20 closest friends. Could you name their parents? Do you know their parents' names? Do you know what their parents do for a living? No, you don't. Are you friends with their parents? No, you're friends with their kids. And Brian Harson can't be expected to know 120 plus people's parents' name. Like most two parents on each person, that's 240 names that you have to know. And there's really no At reason least. to know them. Yeah, exactly. Like, and there's
0: really just not really
1: a reason to know them. Like you know, especially your when you
0: didn't recruit. Like you, it's not like you went into this guy's house and like med exactly. parents had dinner with them and still don't know their name. Like for real, he did. I mean, he had a call where he talked to all of the parents, but you can't like he doesn't have time to recruit new guys, go and talk with all the parents of the current players individually, and do football stuff. Like that's that that's a lot to expect.
1: Yeah, and it, I mean, if, and think of it from a practical perspective. If you are, if you got hired somewhere, and you got hired at a new workplace, and there are a hundred and fifty—let's like, be generous, a hundred fifty to two hundred people that work at that workplace. Do you think you would know? Like, no matter how close you got to them, do you think you would know their parents? Do you think you would know their kids? Like, no, you're not, because that's just not how it works. Like. I, I don't. I just. I just don't agree with a lot of what a lot of what Smoke was saying. Um, another. This is uh, kind of on the kind of towards the Smoke Monday side uh, of the argument. Colby Wooden, who is a player that's staying at Auburn, uh, just said on his Instagram live, "All I'm going to say is Mr. Auburn, Bo Nicks left for a reason." So we don't know what that reason was, but you know, and Colby Wooden is a guy that I respect a lot. He's a good player he's I mean he's a really good player he's coming back to Auburn for his last year of eligibility but even then like he could have gone to the NFL he would have gotten drafted like his brother's coming in he wants to play with his brother and I think that's one of the biggest reasons he stayed more so than the fact that Harson's here but at the end of the day it's kind of like if he was so bad why are you still here you know and I there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know and why are you telling your
0: brother to come here
1: yeah. Like if it was so bad and the coach is so verbally abusive, like it, let's be, honest, if Colby wouldn't said, I mean, if Colby wouldn't said, Hey, Caleb, don't come to Auburn. The coach is terrible. Don't come. Caleb wouldn't, not going to come, but Colby didn't say that. And so, you know, I, I, I respect Colby and I'm going to cheer for him this season. He's a great, great player. But I don't know. Some of, just, I mean, some of the quotes are just interesting to look at. Now, who knows? We, and and we, we, we say all this, and Brian Horson could get fired today. He could. Like, that could happen. He could get fired next week. I mean, th- these, are, these are things that could happen. But if you look at all the facts that we have available to us, it doesn't seem like it'll make sense, and it just doesn't seem like it'll happen. Now, there could be some massive, massive skeleton in the closet that we haven't uncovered yet. But it just doesn't seem like, I mean, like you look at Pete Thamel, they had, and Chris Lowe, they had a very long conversation with Coach Harson, and they really made him out to be the victim in that article. I think that that means something. You know, a lot of the players are coming to his defense, and now a, a lot of players admittedly are not coming to his defense, but I would say that more players are coming to defend him than players that are coming to attack him, and I think that's meaningful his coaching staff that are still here obviously the guys that are still here in all likelihood going to be on his side but they're in his corner his family who he's rumored to be having an affair with don't believe the affair at all and they're in his corner half the board is in his corner the other half is really not so it's definitely kind of a split mindset and a split you know race but i think that if you just kind of look at the facts of what we have available it doesn't make as much sense to not be on Harson's side from the facts that we have available to us. Yeah. This is a mess. This is That that's the
0: bottom line. It is a massive mess and this is just not
1: this is not a good thing for Auburn's program at
0: all. Yeah, no matter what happens here, this was a bad day for Auburn University and its athletic department. So.
1: Yeah, and that that's 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 the thing, and I and you know I I talked with I talked with Wheeler on the phone, and we were we were here, and we were talking on the phone, and we said that if Auburn fires Brian Harsin, it's a horrible look. It is a horrible look because you've had a with the players defending him with not a ton of evidence. Like it just doesn't. It's just not a good look. If you keep him, it's still not a good look. You've had all these former players bash the program, and it you have the board that you know where they stand, and you know that they're not going to like him no matter what he does unless he wins a national championship. That's not good. It's a terrible look. So Auburn, no matter what they do, there is nothing Auburn can do in this football situation that is like, okay, Auburn got to win there. Auburn looks good in this, this scenario. There's nothing they can do, and that's just – I mean it is just a horrible horrible hole that this football program has dug itself into.
0: Yeah. I agree. So is there anything else or is that about about it for for where That's- we are here at noon on Friday? I'm sure more developments will keep coming out, but yeah, I mean, I think I think
1: things are still going to come out, and obviously, and another weird thing is with the um, with the Jay Gouge tweet or whatever statement. It is, um, you know, he's not really the president anymore. You know, it's like he he's still he will be the president until Chris Roberts' term starts on May 16th, which is kind of kind of a far away away from now. But we know that he is not. He he's not the guy and he doesn't want to be the guy. And that's why a lot of the huge decisions haven't really been made in the sense they have needed to be made because the president of the university isn't going to be there in a year. And he knows that, and he's not going to make a huge decision. And it's kind of like it it's kind of, if you know someone's not going to be there, you're not just going to have them be in a super critical role in making decisions just because it just doesn't make sense. So like it, Let's say if I was going to leave, I mean, if I was going to leave this podcast in two weeks and I was going to do one more episode and then I was going to be done and I started telling Wheeler all these things that we needed to do for the future, he would say, I'm not listening to you because you're not going to be here in two weeks. So it doesn't matter. And so that's the thing. It's like, that's why the whole Jay Goosh thing doesn't make a ton of sense. And then a tweet that just came in. John Samuel Schenker tweeted 30 seconds ago, listen and listen carefully. At Coach Harson is my football coach. He is the leader I want to have in my corner. If you have a problem with his discipline, toughness, and conviction that he instills in his players, then get your entitled, selfish, and soft tail out away this program. I'll go into a foxhole with guys who love each other and back up Coach Harson. Also, if you reporters think this, quote, publicity is giving you credibility, you are more naive than I thought. Come out to a workout or practice and write about things you see instead of things you want. To hear WDE.
0: Okay, I mean. I think that that is exactly what everyone – that is a perfect summary of how I think most Auburn fans feel right now. It seems like reporters who want to stay connected with the big-time boosters at Auburn are playing their game. And, I mean, it's – I mean – the, the reporter that kind of led the charge on this is also a guy that kind of led the charge on Bruce going to Louisville so that Bruce could get an extension. That's all I'm going to say that in the past two weeks, there's one reporter that players keep calling out for doing things for clicks and he seems to be sided with pushing a certain narrative about Auburn to make some people happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's like at at the end of the day, you know, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. There is there's there's a fine line because it is their job, and they have to do what they have to do. And the more interactions they get, the more clicks they get. It it helps them. It does. But the thing is, it's like it's just a it's just a tough look for the program, and it's just it's a very slippery slope. And there there are obviously things that you know if you hear. Things change, you know, like it things change, and you can report something one day and something completely changed the next day that that makes sense, but it's just you have to be really careful with any media outlet because the thing is every media outlet i mean my myself included like I'm gonna post like there are certain things that I'll post that I know are gonna get a lot of comments and I know are gonna rile people up like When I posted – so yesterday, I posted the T.J. Finley quote that he had. For those that didn't see it, T.J. Finley said – he said, I feel like I have the upper hand in the Auburn QB competition, not only because I've been here the longest, but I know the system like the back of my hand. I know this team. I know what everybody's good at. I know their strengths and weaknesses and things of that nature. When I was making that post, don't think I didn't know that half the fan base was going to be laughing and commenting about it. And that's what I – like, that, that's good. It's, that was a quote, and I gave it, that TJ Finley is confident, and I knew that it would get interactions. It did get interactions, and that, that was good for me. But I, the thing is, when you, when you know that something will get interactions, it's one thing, but when you specifically try and taint something for interactions, it's a different thing. And I'm not saying that any Auburn reporter has done that recently, but I'm just saying that when you're looking at the media – every media outlet is trying to get you to read their story and read their post and all that. So you have to keep that in mind when you're taking in media, that their goal is to get you to stay and to get you to read more so than getting the most accurate information to you. That's any media outlet. That's how media works. So just be aware of that whenever, you know, stuff is stuff is coming out, but I think that that kind of wraps up this kind of emergency podcast. Um, At the end of the day, you can make your own, you know, like make make your own uh, perspective, you know, like I'm trying to find out the right word, but it's like your own viewpoint is how you can make your own decision about this. And you can hate Harson with everything in you after this whole situation, after listening to this podcast, that's fine. All the power to you you can be on the side that he's great for Auburn and he's a great coach and you want him to stay. That's great too. But these are the facts we've kind of given our, our opinion. We would love for you guys to, you know, send, send messages to all of our, you know, all of our social media outlets. We would love that. Love talking to y'all. But at the end of the day, these are kind of the facts. This is our opinion. You can formulate your own Uh, and that's kind of the facts of the matter, but, Thank you guys so much for listening, especially with this kind of emergency podcast, this thrown together. Your support is just absolutely incredible, blows us away. But again, thank you all for listening and War Eagle.
0: War Eagle.